good morning and thank you for joining us for worship. As the coronavirus death toll continues to rise, and just days after the government announced a three-week extension to our lockdown, it's natural that many of us will be feeling anxious. Today we're going to focus on turning panic into peace, asking how we can use this time of isolation as a period of personal transformation, one that will bring us closer to Jesus and help us to have more peace in our hearts. So let's worship together.
This week's reading is taken from John chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called a twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, No, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and I put my finger in the mark of the nail and my hand in his side, I won't believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Don't doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written about in this book but these are written so that you might come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There is a Thank you, oh my.
Claire and I stood, surrounded by friends, watching fireworks soar into the London sky as we celebrated New Year together. It was impossible to imagine then the challenges that this year would bring. A pandemic has changed our world, turning everything that we take for granted upside down. In the Gospel today, we meet with some ordinary people who, just like us, have had their world turned upside down. Just a few weeks ago, as Jesus entered Jerusalem and the crowds proclaimed him as king, it would have been impossible for the disciples to imagine that he'd soon die a criminal's death on a cross. They put their faith, their hope and their trust in Jesus and now he was gone. As a result, the disciples were understandably consumed by anxiety and fear. They dared to follow Jesus, to be associated with him, and now their promised king was dead, an enemy of the state. So would they be next to the cross? They panic and they decide to lock themselves away for fear of what was going on outside and what might be coming to get them. It's into this situation of fear, anxiety, panic and into the unknown that Jesus comes. In the first 19 chapters of John's Gospel, Jesus only mentions the word peace twice. But in the final two chapters, the resurrected Jesus uses the word almost every time he appears. Three times in the reading today he says, Peace be with you. I wonder why. Peace is something that Jesus gives us. Receiving his peace is something that we should do not just as a one-off experience, but as a constant way of life. Every single day we should be seeking his peace. The dictionary defines peace as tranquility, quiet, freedom from disquiet or oppressive thoughts or emotions quietness of soul or rest. It's that peace that we received when, like the disciples, we met with the risen Jesus for ourselves and when we accepted him into our lives. It's been available to us daily, 24-7 ever since. But it doesn't mean that we can't find ourselves overwhelmed by the circumstances that we're in. There have certainly been times over the last few weeks when I've found my moments of peace being overwhelmed with panic. Panic means that there's a sudden or overpowering fright that can emerge unexpectedly and when we're unprepared. 
None of us saw this pandemic coming or its sudden and unexpected set of circumstances that affect us all at the moment. Having reflected on it a little, I think that panic is a little bit like fire. Just like flames are fueled by oxygen and by a source of ignition, our fear is fueled by the things that we feed it, the things that we're thinking about and feeling inside, and the conversations that we're having outwardly. And it can grow, overwhelming us with anxiety, depression and all kinds of unhealthy thinking. But the great news is that feeling peace in our hearts is also like fueling a fire. And if we make a conscious and deliberate choice not to focus on the things that fuel our panic, we can instead focus on those things that fuel our peace. One of the best ways that we can fuel our peace is to focus on Jesus. He's given us a peace that's so hard to grasp in our troubled world, a peace that's beyond our understanding, as St. Paul puts it. It's not that this peace takes away our panic, but it centres us and it calms us. It gives us an opportunity to view the troubles and concerns that surround us in a very different way. In Welsh, there are two words for peace, heddwch and tangnefedd. Heddwch is a peace on the outside of us, between people and nations, but tangnefedd is internal. It reaches to the very depths of our soul. Tangnefedd is what the risen Jesus offers us, and it's independently of what's going on around us. In a world where fear seems to be growing every day, I've heard people say that as Christians we should have no fear, but I've really been challenged by that, because I don't think that we can realistically live without fear, but we can choose not to let fear consume us. A little bit of fear in our lives is good for us. Fear of not meeting a deadline motivates us to get the job done on time, whilst fear of losing control of our car encourages us to keep to the speed limit. Life would be quite dangerous indeed if we didn't have a little bit of fear. Another positive aspect of fear is the fear of God. In fact, Proverbs states that it's the beginning of wisdom. Why? Because God is bigger than our circumstances and our challenges. He's in control and he's able for these times, when things are wonderful and when things are terrible. A writer fear brings us to our knees before this competent God, and it encourages us to seek him, to have a relationship with him. And a relationship with him is living, it's active, it's one that envelops us in the Holy Spirit's peace that lives inside of us. It may be tempting to think that you have no control over your fears during this pandemic, but that's not true, as you can actively choose to change the source of that fear from panic into peace. One thing that we've consciously been trying to do in the vicarage over the last couple of weeks is to cultivate an attitude of thanksgiving during these challenging times. We're thankful for our leaders, our key workers, for the NHS system that's keeping us safe and strong. We're thankful too for the incredible stories of how strangers are becoming friends, connecting for the very first time because people are popping their telephone numbers through the door of their neighbours or shopping for others who are elderly, vulnerable or alone. Stories of how food banks are popping up to support the needy. Just this week, for example, I set up a fundraiser page on social media to raise funds for our emergency food hub, and it raised £850 in a day. What an amazing effort! And talking about amazing efforts, what about the incredible endeavour of Captain Tom Moore, 
a 99-year-old whose efforts have raised more than 21 million for the NHS. We can choose to be consumed by the rising death toll, or we can focus our attentions on the thousands more who've contracted COVID-19 but are now well. Just a few weeks ago, an old friend of mine from Cambridge was fighting for his life on a ventilator in intensive care. But today he's fit and he's well. In today's reading, the imminent threat of the Jewish and Roman authorities hasn't gone away. It's still there, but the disciples choose to focus instead on a different story. Fear and flight becomes boldness and standing. In Acts chapter 2, they proclaim to the very same people who had crucified Jesus. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say to you. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders and signs that God did through him among you, as you know for yourselves, this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified him by the hands of those outside of the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held by its power. So when we shift our attention to the good news stories, we minimise fear and we maximise hope and faith. The risen Jesus is the ultimate peace giver and it's in the midst of their distractions and problems that he waits for the disciples. Andre Nuon, the great French-Canadian priest, said that solitude is the furnace of transformation. If you're in isolation right now, you can see it as a problem or you can see it as the furnace of your own transformation. He goes on to say that without solitude, we remain victims of our own society and we continue to be entangled in the illusions of the false self. Solitude is the place of the great struggle and the great encounter, the struggle against the compulsions of the false self and the encounter with a loving God who offers himself as the substance of the new self. I wonder what are the characteristics and compulsions of my false self? What are the masks that I try to hide behind? What are the behaviours that I use to avoid God's presence and to protect myself from change? I know that from time to time I certainly hide behind the holiness of the dog collar, yet I don't pray or read the Bible for days. Sometimes my busyness means that I get stressed, and believe it or not, when that reaches a pinnacle, I'm more likely to go and give the kitchen a good clean than I am to turn to Jesus, to find the peace that he offers. Having identified some of those defence mechanisms, those distraction techniques or some of those things that we use to make ourselves feel safe or important, I want to invite you to lay them down and to say to God, I'm all ears. Speak to me. I don't want to hide. For me personally, I want to ask God to help me use all of this extra time to actually be with him rather than do for him, because it's in my doing for him that I actually hide behind the fact that I'm not being enough in his presence. In the Garden of Eden, you'll remember that both Adam and Eve tried to hide their nakedness from God. So this is a profound, primal instinct for human beings, to try and hide from God. Adam and Eve thought that they could do this adequately with fig leaves. I wonder what those fig leaves look like for you. Begin to make yourself available to God. Ask him to speak to you. And in this season of solitude, come to him. Give yourself space to listen to what he wants to say to you. And rest in his peace. 
Let this period of isolation be, as Henri Nouwen suggests, a furnace of transformation for you. At the end of this pandemic, how will you have been changed by spending time with God? Think about all the habits that nourish and sustain every good relationship in your life. Active listening, a willingness to engage in conversation and to spend time with others. Every good relationship has an impact on us. It changes us. You may have heard me speak many times before about the Bible in one year, but perhaps you've been too caught up in many other things to give it a try. Now that you're in isolation with very few distractions, why not grab the opportunity with both hands? The Bible is God's love letter, and we never really hear his voice unless we listen to his words, giving him a chance to speak. Allow his character to become real for you, for his love, his joy and his peace to enter into your life. Begin to pray. It need not be eloquent or erudite. Just begin to chat with God, laying your life before him. Chat with him just like you chat with your best friend. It really doesn't need to be complicated. And if you've got time, you may want to search online for the prayer course to learn a little bit more about how and why we pray. And actively seek to spend time with God in worship. It's really good that you're joining us today, but find other times, if only for a few moments every day, to worship. Listen to Christian music and let the words soak in, bringing you closer to God. Choose to move from panic to peace. Decide to move from being full of fear to being full of hope. In this season, when we're tempted to be full of panic, let's decide not to be panic-free, but to move a little bit closer in the direction of peace itself. Rather than going to bed full of anxiety, fill your mind with the promises of God. Allow God to speak to you by reading the Bible. It assures you that he loves you, that he's for you, even in a time of trouble. As Psalm 91 reminds us, You who sit down in the high God's presence, spend time in Shaddai's shadow, say this, God, you are my refuge. I trust you and I'm safe. That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. For you and me, that's such an incredible promise and we can live in it. In Psalm 121 it says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going from now and forevermore. Watch the news. Make wise and responsible decisions to keep yourselves and others safe. But remember, recite and declare the promises of God over your life. And know that no matter how difficult things become, God is still with us. That's why Jesus is our ever-present help in times of trouble. What that means is that whatever challenges you're facing, you can cry out to Jesus and he will help you. He'll help you move from a sense of panic that makes you feel as if you're out of control to an understanding that God is a God of all control. Remember that Jesus is the peace giver. Use this time to constantly move towards him and the peace that he offers. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, we come to you now um, offering our prayers and praise to you. And we come thinking about 
and praising you for the amazing gift of peace that is on offer when we have relationship with you and that is one of your greatest gifts that you give us um, to me I think it's the second best gift after salvation itself that there is peace available no matter what our circumstances and God our circumstances are not great at the moment God we're, we're still in lockdown the world is at a standstill and on the surface the world is not full of peace um, there is lots of justifiable fear anxiety grief isolation and, and frustration God in this world and I thank you God and we, we come to you and we remember that your peace is on offer to all of us in the midst of this uncertain and unsettling time Lord God I want to lift up um, the two groups of people at the moment and pray for them specifically I want to pray for all those people who are being heroes and suffering in their own four walls staying home and keeping the NHS NHS manageable God I pray I pray for peace for those where life is really tough at home where it's just really lonely and they're longing for physical contact with other people for hugs um, to be able to walk out their front door safely and do the things that in, an, in their normal previous life they were able to do Lord I pray for peace where there is angst and arguments between people who are stressed and have short tempers and need a bit of space but can't get it from the people that they live with Lord God where tensions are frayed would you just bring your peace and bring your calmness and turn those situations around I pray you would protect people who aren't actually safe in their own homes God um, and that you will enable places of freedom to escape those places while under self-isolation at home I pray that you would protect the health of everybody who is at home uh, from coronavirus and I pray you protect people's mental health and bring peace of mind as well as peace of body to people at home and Lord Jesus I pray for the other group of people all those key workers who cannot stay at home and are going out to jobs that are their normal jobs but are not normal jobs everybody's jobs are slightly different and bizarre and urgent and stressful in a way they weren't a month ago God I pray for every single person going out to do their job that whatever it is that is stressing them whatever it is that brings them torment and deprives them of peace God would you come into to their situation and I pray you'd infuse them with your peace I pray on the wards especially where it is just so stressful and so worrying and just heartbreaking so many stories of heartbreak I pray Holy Spirit that you would bring your peace to those places Lord those nurses who are holding patients hands God would would, would you bring them peace as they they do the unimaginable God and and sit with people as they are scared and as they are dying Lord God it just seems incomprehensible but I pray for your peace in these really really terrible times and I pray for the things that unite us all God whether we're going out to work or staying at home the fear we have of our own health and the fear we have for our loved ones um, anxiety robs us of the joy of today and does nothing to prepare us for what will happen tomorrow 
God, when we are tempted to be scared and look to the future and second guess what may happen, God, would you just remind us you're in control and would we call out to you and ask for more of your peace? May we long and want more of your peace and this this stressy, jittery anxiety that is so easily fed by the news and by our, our worrying thoughts, God. Help us make right choices um, to seek you out more than to seek out more horror stories, God. And I lift up all the families and friends of people who have died of COVID and of other things in the last month, whose minds are just reeling right now, just cannot comprehend what's just happened to their families. God, you cannot imagine there could be your peace in such a place. And in one sense, they can't. Because their worlds have just fallen apart, God. And it makes absolutely no sense. But I thank you, God, that actually you're beyond our understanding. And actually, you're in the midst of all that. I thank you, God, that you weep with those who are weeping. You are brokenhearted with those who are brokenhearted. And you offer them your peace. It's still there, it's still available. And you can be just in the most horrible, awful place physically, emotionally, but that peace is still available, God. You say it is, and we trust you that it is. And I pray for all those who who need it now, God, because they are grieving. Lord, may your peace be upon them. May your peace be upon each person listening right now this Sunday morning. We all need it, God. We all need you. I thank you that you make yourself so freely available to each one of us. In your precious, precious, beautiful name, Jesus, I pray these things for us all. Amen. So as disciples of Jesus, as we begin another week in lockdown, I pray that we'll hear the words of this blessing in a new way today. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you today and remain with you always. Amen. When peace